I have a massive appetite, so I want to know what can I eat and how much can I, can I eat of it. And I think if somebody was to tell me that I had to lose weight by eating salads and fruit, and I would give up. I would give up because you know I have got a healthy appetite. Like I said, I can eat and I love to eat. So I was excited, I was really excited, and especially about trying new things, you know, regards to like recipes, you know, because let's face it, convenience was something that was always, that was always in my life. So to actually try new things, like curries, making my own spaghetti bolognese, going for like burgers, that you know, it wasn't, as you said, about salads. So it was fun, I was excited, I was excited to get started. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Alden West. <sighs> Christmas is gone. It's gone, but the food's still there, the drink's still there, and I just had to show up on my Instagram account with my sparkles on. So if you're listening and, and watching my little video that I do on my Instagram account, you'll see that I'm wearing my £10 Latesco dress. Uh, this has got no buttons, no zips, it's literally just like a, a smock that fits over you. I'm quite happy, I'm quite happy, it's very sparkly, it's all a bit strictly, but I feel quite festive in this dress. Why not wear a sparkle? Even if you can't go out, I'm going to wear my sparkles, I don't really care. Now today's episode is part two of Kirsty Ingram's episode from last week. And I know that this will lift you up, you know, she giggles quite a bit, <laughs> tells some funny stories and also just really homes in on the fact that you can have stones to lose and you can still have success with your weight. And I know that if you listen to this in the new year and you're really looking for inspiration, that Kirsty will just give you that inspiration in a plentiful amount. She's got lots to say and it's hard, isn't it? It's hard knowing that you've not just got one stone or two stones to lose, but Kirsty's lost over seven stone with Slimming World Really looking forward to connecting with you in the new year with lots of great new episodes. We've got some gorgeous guests that are coming onto the podcast to share their, their stories that I know will really inspire you. So is introducing Kirsty for a second episode of the podcast with a slimming story. I worked in a pub. I was actually the, the karaoke host, I would sing, at this, <laughs> at this bar. And yeah, that's where um, I met Stephen. Right, and it's nice, isn't it, when you you know you meet someone and you've you've got that different attention from somebody and somebody's telling you they love you and that you know that you're beautiful and all all those things that go with a, a new relationship and you know being in love and and being wrapped up in that in that moment. So that must have felt fantastic, I guess. Yeah, it was great. It was it was new. It was exciting. Something that I had never experienced before being in a relationship. So much so, um, he was actually my friend before we kind of got together, and it was great. You know, um, he moved in. I think after so many months, and but again with that, with that new kind of relationship comes the going out eating. You know mm. the 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 cozy nights in with a you know a family bar of chocolate again or going out for a date night so yeah. I noticed then that my weight was starting to go up again mm -hmm. round about that time yeah absolutely and, and did you feel when the weight was going up did you feel that you could 
implement the changes that you'd learned from your friend? Did you feel that although it was going up that you could take charge of it or did you feel yourself just getting back into those same patterns as, as before? Definitely falling back into the same patterns as before. I think when, you know, now that I'd found somebody that loved me for who I was, again, kind of the thought of weight loss took a step back. You know, it's almost like, oh, he, he loves me for who I am. This is who I am. And I think just with that, you fall into this kind of comfort zone, don't you? Mm-hmm. We were mindful. I think even even at times I would say to him, you know, I really want to be healthy or I want to do this, I want to do that. And he's always been really supportive. And I think from that time, I had some sense regards to my weight. But I think when I met Steve, I would have maybe been about 15 stone. And my weight had gradually got back up to about 19 stone when we got engaged. Right. Okay. And it's almost a kind of comfort in, you know, if this guy loves me and I'm this weight, then what can go wrong? Because they, they love and accept me, you know, rather than thinking, okay, you've met somebody at a low weight and then the weight goes on, will they still love you? But it's almost freeing to know that you're accepted, isn't it? At, at, that, at that size. So with meeting Stephen and and with that comfort, I just want to go through the the next part of your journey. Yeah, so I, um, we got engaged and we were married in the October 2012. I lost a little bit of weight before I got married. Um, I think I was maybe, I dropped down to maybe a... 16 stone I was probably a size 22 when I wore my wedding dress it felt amazing I felt really yeah. great I felt super it was the best day ever three months after uh, we got married I found out that I was pregnant with Isla pregnancy um, again even being 16 stone when I when I got married by the time I was pregnant when I found out I was pregnant I was probably back up to 17 stone after honeymoon Christmas um I was back up to 17 stone during my pregnancy I did have gestational diabetes which I knew was was basically because of my weight weight related pregnancy apart from that was fine labor was fine and then she arrived so from from the arrival of Isla uh, being on maternity leave Again, nothing really changed. Now I've got this new baby. I'm having to find a new role. Again, it's where you where you put your priorities. You know, I was I was obviously last on the list. Weight loss was not important. Looking after a baby, you know, as you say, forming new routines, making sure that she was okay was the kind of main the main thing. So the kind of main turning point for me now in regards to starting really truly starting my weight loss journey was uh, my grandfather. My grandfather was that guy in our family that we just looked up to. He was fit, he was healthy, and he played golf, he was sporty, he was a PE teacher, he was a football manager, just like kind of the, almost like the pinnacle of health. And unfortunately was diagnosed with cancer uh, in 2014. It, it took over him really quickly mm. to the point that we got the phone call that we better come and see him because we didn't think that he was going to last um, much longer. Mm-hmm. So we went to his bedside to say his good, say our goodbyes to him. 
and um, he was going around the room just, you know, talking to everybody. He was telling my sister, you know, how brilliant she was and how proud he was of her for being a nurse. Um, he looked at Stephen, he said, you know, Stephen, I just, you know, wish that he got to know Stephen a little bit more, spent more time with Stephen. And then he turned to me and he looked me and he just said, Kirsty, it's just a shame that you've had the inability to lose weight. And I, I could just hear the room just go quiet and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that this is what he was saying to me. And again, covered it up with humour mm-hmm. and... Stephen jumped into my rescue. He was just like, oh, it's just because she's in love. She's newly married. It's my fault. And I, I think I shrugged it off and laughed. And do you know what we said? Our goodbyes. Told him that I loved him. And I, um, I remember being in the car with my sister and my husband and again, laughing about it. I said, I can't, out of all the things he could have said to me, he said that. You know, he tells you that you're a good nurse. He's telling you that he wished that he knew you better. And he's telling me basically that I'm fat. I mm. said, and I did, I made a joke of it, but I was, I was really hurt. Yeah. But I also know that he said it for a reason. Right. Because he passed away that morning. Wow. And that was, the, that was the last conversation I had with him. And he, I knew he said it for a reason. Um, mm. I knew that he, if he hadn't said something to me, um, I would have just continued on as I was. Yeah. And to be honest, Claire, there's a part of me that thinks that I wouldn't have been that far behind him. I think something weight related would have would have killed me really young, mm-hmm. if I'm honest. And I know that he loved me. He loved me so much and I loved him. And I'm I'm happy, as harsh as it might sound. I'm happy that he did say what he had said because that was the 1st of December that he passed away. Um, after Christmas, I then decided that I wanted to join Slimming World, which was in the 10th of January, 2015. So I was a, I was a New Year's resolution member coming through those doors uh, in January. And that's where it all started. Wow. And just to say, you know, I think it's really, you know, brave having listened to what your granddad had to say, but acknowledging that that was said, you know, that was said out of love. And I just think in that in that moment that that could have really, you know, you could have really held on to that and, and felt that it was a difficult conversation. And maybe it was, you know, even more difficult because it was not just in front of yourself, in front of other people, but you, you turn that around. And, and recognise that, you know, rightly so, you know, your, your granddad wanted to, to make sure that he knew his concerns for you. And and the fact that that took you through the doors of Slimming World, that, you know, that, that is amazing. Yeah, there's lots of sparkling new members in January, isn't there? You, you was one of them, so congratulations. I was, I was one of those sparkly members coming through. But you're, you're right, you know, nobody had mentioned about my weight for a long time Claire, you know, you're talking, you know, like I said, when I was in university, nobody really mentioned it. At the start of my 20s, nobody really mentioned it. You know, when I found, you know, Stephen and we got married, again, nobody, nobody mentioned it. So what he had said was the first time somebody's actually acknowledged that I needed help and I needed to do something about it. Hmm. And it just so happened to be his last words that he said to me. And I know that I've, I've talked to people in the past about 
my this story to friends to to family members and things and they're always like oh that's terrible and I was like no it's no. literally saved my life yeah. what he had said and I think as I said he knew he knew at the time he had to leave me with something to basically give me the kick that I needed yeah. um because nobody else nobody else was doing it and not right. even myself I wasn't even acknowledging it I'm proud that I took his kind of words and did something with it because you're right I could have easily just fallen into like a, a, a kind of dark hole of despair you know I've, I've just lost a loved one and he said this to me and I could have I could have turned it into something really negative but instead I, I took it and made it into something positive yeah and that, that was a great gift for you a, a great great gift and you, you know it was sent it was said with love and I'm, I'm so pleased that Simon world has, has been successful for you so that first that first day going through those doors did, did you go on your own or did you go with a friend how was it for you I I initially went by myself um Slimming World was something that I heard of before um, and that's because of my mum. My mum had done Slimming World in the past. I remember um, she did Slimming World when it was red and green days yeah. um, <laughs> and I, I knew that if it, if it was something that my mum did um, I would like to do something you know do the same. Yeah. And um, I joined the Saturday morning class, uh, half past nine. Um, I joined that class because Stephen was at home. He could look after Isla and I could go by myself. It was my time um, yeah. to go. So, and I think, I don't know if like anybody else in the past who's tried to lose weight, when, when you tell your friends and family around you or your work colleagues that you know, you're trying to lose weight or you're trying to eat healthy and it doesn't work, you almost you're embarrassed mm -hmm. you know I was in, I think I was embarrassed to tell people that I was going to go and lose weight just in case I didn't mm -hmm. um so I went by myself Saturday morning half past nine walked through those doors to to Slimmer World it do you know what it is te it is terrifying you know it is scary mm -hmm. the first initial steps because especially when you're by yourself you've got all this kind of doubt in your head you know like shame you know am I going to be the am I going to be the biggest person there you know will the scales be able to take my weight you know are they going to mention my weight are they you know what do I need to do am I going to have to eat salad for the rest of my life you know how do I, how do I fit this into my lifestyle is it going to work you know it's all those things that are going through your head as you walk through those doors yeah and I remember I was I was greeted by the consultant and uh, she was just like, the, oh, you, you know, you come in, you join us. I said, yes. And she said, come over here. And I sat at the new member area. And I think there was maybe about another four or five members at that time getting member talk as well. And I just remember when she was talking about, oh, you can have pasta and you can have rice. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this sounds great. I could love it. Um, yeah, you know, you're talking to a girl, you know, as I said, I have a massive appetite, so I want to know what can I eat and how much can I, can I eat of it? And I think if somebody was to tell me that I had to lose weight by eating salads and, and fruit, and I would, I would give up. I would give up because I, I do, you know, I have got a healthy appetite. Like I said, I can eat and I love to eat. So I was excited. I was really excited. And especially... 
about trying new things, you know, regards to like recipes, you know, because let's face it, convenience was something that was always that was always in my life. So to actually try new things like curries, making my own spaghetti bolognese, um, going for like burgers that you know it wasn't as you said about salads. So it was fun. I was excited. I was excited to get started. After that first week, you stepped on those scales and you returned back. How did it feel with that that first week's weight loss under your belt? Yeah, it was amazing. So I, I went away for my very first week um, and I stuck to plan. I, I stuck to it 100%. I had my food diary. I was writing everything down. I was weighing and measuring stuff that I needed to. And going back on the Saturday again this was this was like my time so I was yeah. excited to you know one have an hour an hour or you know and a half away from you know screaming babies and yep. family <laughs> life so the added bonus of stepping onto the scales and actually I think I think my first week's weighing I lost eight and a half pounds so not only did I get a brilliant first week but I got like this I got an award yeah I mean I I actually got a certificate and a sticker for my (laughs) book I've never been so delighted about a piece of paper and a sticker (laughs) in my life and it's fueled me ever since can really feel for your children now can't you when they get these stickers and these awards that you cry from school and I think when you get that first off stone it's like my god it's going on that fridge for all to see yeah that so is with, mine. That's yeah. mummy sticker. That's sure. mummy certificate. <laughs> so with that under your belt, did you feel that, right, okay, you'd found the plan, the one that suits you? And did this momentum just carry you through those months to come? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm, to go back to talking about the plan, I think, you know, when we talk about, you know, like free foods being unlimited, that just lifted this kind of, you know, when I talked about shame and guilt and, you know, kind of abusing myself with food because I knew that I, I felt as if I was overeating or I had, you know, just snapped on like badness. Whereas this was completely, it was changing my mindset. You know, we, you know, we talk about being mindful, and I was like, I'm actually, I can, I can have this. I can eat this. This is tasty. It's exciting, um, and it did fuel me. And I'm quite a competitive person, so I know I joke and laugh about the certificate, but that was something that absolutely fueled me every week. Yeah. Um, and to know that you know there was things like slimmer of the week and slimmer of the month, and I was like, that, that's more stickers that I can have on my book. Mobling. Um, and all I need to do is have the greater loss that week. And I'm like, right, I'm going to go for it. So I always, I think that fueled me every week, you know, to follow it 100% would get me these things, you know, would get me my weight losses, would get me my stickers, my awards. So I think within the first six months, I think I lost about three and a half stone, nearly, yeah, about three and a half stone. Great. And that's when I truly started to feel the difference. Mm -hmm. So having lost that three and a half stone, did you feel in yourself that by eating a nutritious diet, because a good thing about whether it's Weight Watchers or Simmon World, whatever, you know, diet that you're on, the fact that you're now introducing the the healthy foods, the fruit, the vegetables, you're following a nutritious diet. Did it feel that it was cleansing your body from the rubbish that you'd eaten before yeah absolutely I think I think it's almost like a, you find a new passion 
you know, you find you find like this new passion for 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 different foods. Um, and like I said, it, it no longer felt as if I was abusing that with with fatty foods. I was almost rewarding myself mm-hmm. with healthy foods. And I think, you know, knowing that I could try and make new foods, I was also incorporating the family into it, which really helped as well to make the changes. So for the likes of, you know, Stephen was really involved, um, making, trying new recipes. He was very encouraging regards to making the changes at home as well, more so that actually he then started to lose weight himself being at home because he was eating what I was eating. Brilliant. But also I tried to incorporate the wider family members in as well. So like my mum, my aunt, my sister, my dad, my um, (laughs) mother-in-law, and I started to, to get them involved. I made it very clear to everyone that this was now something that I wanted to achieve. And by doing so, um, I needed their support yes. um, to do it. Because it's, I, you know, like you said as well, I could very easily fall back into old habits, especially being encouraged by others around me you know, to have takeaways and, you know, going back into kind of old roots of eating, you know, treating myself with food. So I did have to get them on board to get their support that, guess what? This is what I'm now eating. I would love for you, you know, to encourage you guys to do the same. So for something, you know, like I said, when we talked about um, a Saturday, so I would get weighed on a Saturday morning. I would then go and meet Stephen and Isla at my mum's house. and because we're big football fans. So we used to go, we'll go down and watch the football on a Saturday or we'll watch the football at home on a Saturday. And Saturday night was usually takeaway night, you know, going to the local chipper or Chinese or Indian. But I then took control of the Saturday night and I would actually cook Slimming World meals for everyone on a Saturday. So so I would, we would do theme nights. So I would like make curries from the curry club book or fakeaways from the fakeaway book. One, it was, you know, I was kind of thinking like I'm treating them to a meal, but really it was for me to have the control in what I was actually taking in. So I got everybody involved during that time. So apart from the Saturday and those celebrations, watching your footy, how was it to make the changes? Let's say, for example, when you was at work, when it was busy, you know, you've got a young family. What did you have to do to know that you could go to work, do life and lose the weight? What, what changes did you have to put into place to have a smooth week and get a loss on those scales? Yeah, so there was, there was definitely a lot of changes. So previously when I was um, a graphic designer at my heaviest before I joined Slim and World, I wasn't having breakfast. I think the first thing that I would eat during the day would be about 11 o'clock in the morning and it was something from the vending machine, you know, chocolate yeah. or a bag of crisps. Um, lunchtime would have been like a white baguette with, you know, like chicken mayo or egg mayo in it, again, with another packet of crisps. And I think three o'clock, it would be like the kettle's on, I'll have a biscuit. Work was, uh, yeah, I didn't eat well at all at work before before um, Slimming World. So the difference going in, as you said, yes, having Isla, um, she would go to nursery. I would then walk to work. 
So I would walk to work. Breakfast was always something like fruits and yogurts. I would eat at my desk though, um, just while I worked. But lunches I had to be very prepared with. I'd either take leftovers from the night before or I would create things such as I would take a baked potato with me to work and I would microwave a baked potato, have it with some beans, red onion, you know, side salad, or I'd have, you know, pasta salad. I was always prepared. And even things such as, I don't know about like MDLs, but, you know, in an office, it's, it feels as if it's somebody's birthday every week. Yeah, um, <laughs> definitely. And then, the, you know, the cake comes out. Here goes Sandra's birthday this week. She's mm. got cake and there's sausage rolls. Um, and then all this temptation flying at you. And your work colleagues are saying, oh, you're doing really well. Surely you can have a piece of cake. And you say, no. So I always had to be prepared regards to snacks because it was very easy for a birthday to come with cake or the vending machine downstairs, which was always my arch nemesis to go to. So things like having hi-fi bars in my drawer, things like having grapes. I do like grapes, coming having grapes with me at the, at the side. Back in the day when mug shots used to be free, I would have some yeah. mug shots in my drawer as well, rustle up some pasta as a snack my favorite so I was always I had to be prepared and I took stuff with me but again just like what I did with my family I told everybody around me how important this was for me right um so that they weren't throwing temptations in my face or you know when it comes to Friday on payday and they're all talking about going to get um cakes and pastries you know I had to let people know that I was very passionate about my weight loss I was very passionate about Slimming World and I was determined that I was making the changes and I needed their support in doing so I was very I was very vocal with that not to the point that was annoying but to the point where I tried to um, I tried to encourage others as well you know to try things I'm glad that you did that and that was very brave and it's lovely that you know your colleagues embrace that and that they they took that on board so how long did it actually take you to lose that weight and and get to target so i um, having joined in january uh, 2015 i lost seven stone four pounds by june 2016 so it just took over a year and a half wow. to get to target the the majority of my weight I lost in the first year in 2015. I think I by Christmas I was six stone lighter. So the additional you know stone four pounds took took the first part of the kind of year to get off. So yeah, in total just over seven stone. I mean I've looked at the your photographs on Instagram and I'll, I'll put these on my Instagram too. And the transformation. I mean you are a stunning lady anyway, but the transformation is is amazing you just wouldn't put the two of you together the, the weight that you've lost and how you carry yourself and you know the clothes that you wear you would not think that you've ever had an issue with your weight so you must feel so proud of yourself and your family to see their daughter now in a you know a healthy body what, what does your mum think oh do you know what Claire it's funny because I think even recently I was showing my family pictures of what I looked like before and 
they keep on telling me it's it's strange because my friends say the same. So my family, my friends keep on saying, I can't remember you being that big. <laughs> and I, I think it's because and it's funny because I'm like that I was like this for 30 years, guys. <laughs> um and I think I think it's because they never saw me as being overweight. Um right. yes, they had mentioned it and things, but I think it's almost like they kind of hid away from it. They, mm-hmm. you know, they they hadn't really taken it on. Like I said, nobody had mentioned it until my no. grandfather did before he no. passed. So I think they just got used to the fact, like I had, that that was just who I was. You know, this is just Kirsty. You know, she's a size twenty four, and she's been like this forever. So they are they're really proud, but Aww. they need reminded, which is funny because I know like things like Instagram when we do like face to face Friday or Transformation Tuesday, it reminds them they're like, I can't believe that you've achieved this. They are so super proud. Brilliant. They've always been really supportive and I couldn't have done it without them, truthfully, with with the people around me. I couldn't have done oh, it without so them and their continued support. And we spoke about how it felt when you lost that three and a half stone and how it felt for you physically and how, how it felt, you know, nurturing your body almost with, with decent food. How was it when you got to target with your physical self, having lost all that weight, how did it feel for you physically compared to Kirsty at 19 stone? I think the main the main kind of changes I definitely noticed was even things like aches and pains, obviously carrying a lot of weight around, taking pressure off my knees, taking pressure off my back. For the ladies that are out there that might be bigger boobed, should I say, um, having lost weight, you're carrying less weight on your chest. Yeah. To the point that I can, I can actually sleep on my back, Claire. I've never been able to wow. do that before because the, the weight... It's yeah. crazy, though, isn't it? It's those yeah. things. The weight, um, the weight would you know, obviously be too hard on my chest, um, especially with my stomach. I always had to sleep on my side. And I think even the physical side of stuff, you know, if we're talking about like non-skill victories, things that you take for granted, such as parking your car. Okay. And I don't know if anybody's ever, yeah, if anybody's no, no, ever no, mentioned this before. No, mentioned this, Kirsty. Um, so reveal, what, what is it with parking your car that was different? So what I would do at my heaviest is I would have to drive around the car parks to try and find a space that had three bays that were free so I could park in the middle bay because if I parked beside a car, I wouldn't have actually been physically been able to get out of the car without hitting right. the other car yeah. on the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, on, a, on occasions, I've had to climb through the passenger side to try and get into the driver's side because I, there, I, my body couldn't fit into the space between oh, the car gosh. and my driver's car. And things, like, I say they're silly things, but I love them. Drying more clothes on your clothes horse. Because <laughs> obviously, with me being at my biggest, I would say a size 24, near a 26 there's only so much washing and drying you can do. Yeah, you're right. Um, but a clothes horse, yeah. compared to a size 12, I get more clothes washed, Claire. That's a delight. <laughs> Energy efficient. <laughs> so efficient. I get more yes. clothes washed and dried. Um, but the physical side of things as well, obviously, for me, yeah, definitely fitting into clothes, feeling lighter, you know, mm-hmm. moving better and um, getting up 
you know, kind of not being tired, um, mm. not being lethargic, even things like headaches, because obviously, you know, if uh, bigger maybe the sugar intake that I was having, you know, having headaches, and also things such as when I fell pregnant with my second child, Cameron, like I no longer had gestational diabetes. I didn't have any diabetes during my second oh, pregnancy. So even just the, it's amazing, just like the physical side of that and, you know, changing my health for me and for my, for my baby. Yeah, it's, it's really amazing. Super that's, proud. That's really remarkable. And you've done so, so well. It's such a fantastic achievement. For anybody listening out there that that would like to start maybe they've gone through lockdown maybe they've just put like a stone stone and a half on or maybe lockdown has made them realize actually i need to take stock of things maybe lockdown has given people the time to actually think what they are doing with regards to the, the health and the eating and, and the impact that, that it's having on them what kind of advice could you give to them to to show them I guess that there's a bit of hope that there's a bit of light at the end of the tunnel that they don't have to continue in a unhealthy body yeah the thing is you know the thing that usually stops us or puts us off from making changes is is the kind of negative things that we say to ourselves you know that you know we talked about there about guilt and shame and I think it's known that you know through lockdown it's been one of the toughest times and I don't think we give ourselves enough praise on what we've we've come through. But I also think knowing that if weight loss is something that somebody wants to do that is important to somebody, to know that places like Slim and World especially, there's no judgment, you know, there's no humiliation. Whatever the scales say, it never defines you as a person. And knowing that the support, the help, the guidance, the encouragement, the motivation is definitely there if that's something that you need. And I think it definitely is for people just to, we need to lift that kind of guilt and shame because that is definitely the thing that stops us. That's what makes food abusive. And I think knowing as well that there's there's like-minded people, you know, wherever we are during this journey, you know we've talked about a lot of you know like comparisons you know just knowing that people are going through the same thing there'll be somebody out there that's had that same situation and knowing that you don't have to do it alone I think that's that's one key thing you know I've I loved my group because I knew I wasn't doing it alone I love the process I love the passion because I got people around me to to come along with me so yeah I what I would say is if MD is looking for that help is the first steps are always the scariest but it'll be the best steps that you ever take. Brilliant. And if there's anybody listening to this that would like to connect with you on Instagram, Kirsty, what is your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is little bit less SW. So it's little underscore bit underscore less underscore SW. Fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely lovely. You've been an amazing guest, Kirsty. <laughs> <laughs> We've, we've covered a lot. Claire, we've you have covered no a lot. idea. I could keep on talking. <laughs> we've definitely put the world to rights. And, you know, we've got so many golden nuggets within that. Really, really have. Um, and I know that this is going to be really relatable to people listening out there. Thank you so much, Kirsty. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Claire. Thanks for having me. 
Kirsty was a great guest to have on the show and I hope that you all go over to her Instagram account and just show a bit of appreciation and just look at those before and after photographs. Honestly, she's done tremendously well. She really has. And if you're looking to be inspired by anybody's weight loss journey, I know that Kirsty will do just that. Just go over and have a look at her Instagram account and you'll see what is really, truly possible. I really am pleased to release this podcast over the Christmas period because it's been a it's been a strange one this year, hasn't it? It's been definitely different. And we have choice, don't we? We can really get into the noise of what's happening around us. You know, we, we don't have to go into that vortex of negativity. We're in that weird period of time that's between Christmas and New Year, where maybe a lot of us had a time off work, we've had time with our families, and we've had a lot of time this year to think because of the big C that isn't Christmas. We've had a lot of time to think. And I guess what I'm saying to you is just take responsibility for your mindset because nobody else is going to do that for you. There's nobody that's going to look after you better than you can. And if that means just going out for a walk away from the stresses and strains that can be Christmas and just to look towards new possibilities for the new year. You know, what is possible for 2021? Are you looking to make changes? What are those changes? Can you just take yourself out of the loop, out of the family loop for five minutes, 10 minutes to go for a walk? Have that time for yourself. You know, lock yourself in the bathroom, do what you need to do. And if that's in terms of just having a bath, I mean, I'm sure you can excuse yourself to the family, just say, you know, I'm just going to try out this gorgeous bubble bath that you bought me, this gorgeous bath bomb, and just have a lovely bath for half an hour and just zone out, just zone out and reflect on on what you've done this year. And, you know, the fact that if you're listening to this, you survived it, you know, you survived it, we've all survived it, we've all come a great way to survive this crap that has been 2020. We've all done it. We know we all deserve to give ourselves a pat on the back And we also deserve time just to reflect on what is possible for 2021. New Year is just around the corner, but New Year can look and can be so, so different to that of 2020. But it starts with you. It starts with choosing to challenge your mindset. That's where where the golden nuggets lie. And I know that whatever 2021 brings, I know that we can do this. We really, really can. And I'm with you for it. I'm with you for that journey. Have a great week. Until next time, take care.